Black and Brown, a podcast where three black guys get to share their love of bourbon. We talk about current events, we conduct interviews, and good old-fashioned shit-talking. Our hosts, Bill, Anthony, and Delvin, will keep you informed on what's going down with that brown. Welcome to the first episode of Season 4, Black and Brown, the podcast. The fellas are back, capes are out, we're kicking it into the millennium. It's me, your boy, A. Colbert, my man, W.H. Stevens. What's up, fam? Hey, what's going on, cousin? Good to see you, Anthony. Our third cousin, the people's choice, Delvin Joyce. What's up, cousin? What's the deal, fam? Season four, I can't wait. Season four, (laughs) it blows my mind. We're going through them like Netflix, but (laughs) we are back for the people. We've missed you. We've been doing some things. We've been on the road. We went out to Seattle. You heard the little Kendrick Lamar EP drop. Little, Fellas, I'm excited. Something. Yeah, me too, man. It was good. This is this is our Joe Dumar season. Our Joe Dumar, come on, Joe, super underrated, dude. No, you uh, keep him coming. I love it. Yeah, man, Mr. Microwave himself. Ooh. Oh no, that was Vinny. That was Vinny. Oh. Uh, Vinny Johnson was the Vinny microwave. Johnson. No, no, huh? Joe Dumar too. Oh, really? Yeah. By yeah. the microwave. Yeah, Mr. Microwave, man. Yeah, he was listen, a beast. man. Even yeah. when they play the Bulls, I low key loved when they would match up. You know, what yeah, I'm saying? man. But you know, um, that team, real dude. quick though, real quick, um, he reminds me of one of your uncles, though, right? I mean, he looked like he can't <laughs> play ball. You know what I mean? He looked like he can't play ball. Get you on the court and hit you for fifty. But, he did, I mean, his body was a little awkward looking. You know, he was yeah. shorter. Uh, he was kind of stocky, but that dude would light you up, man. But you know what's funny? Joe looked like he'd step off the court, hit a shower, and slide into his smooth bell bottoms and go to the club, though. Yes, sir. And Straight with, up. A, with a pack of cools in his pocket. <laughs> with a pack of cools. <laughs> <laughs> Had that fifth in his trunk. Yeah, I'm going right. to go back to yeah. the trunk real quick. Yeah. yeah. With, you know, with the, with the cigarette kind of hanging from your lip. <laughs> Feel me talking. Love the bad boy Pistons, man. As much as, like you, Ant, like I was a big Bulls fan. Huge Michael Jordan fan. Yep. But, you know, my mom's maiden name is Thomas. And so, low key, we always thought Isaiah Thomas was Kim Folk. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So, we always rooted for Isaiah Thomas and the Pistons. Okay. That's nice. And, you know, uh, kind of like we uh, claimed Dawn Staley. (laughs) <laughs> yo, we, yo, for real, we related to her. Yeah. Some, somewhere along and, our Staley tree, dog, yeah. she's family. I don't and, care what nobody says. And, yes, and do Staley. Facts, facts. Yep. But it's funny the way these conversations always lead us down a path where we're trying to go because I pull some current events. Now, now mm. watch how we work. Y'all went right to the Pistons and we went right to the Bulls. So in current events, dude, I got some stuff that's coming down the pipeline and you won't believe this. Watch this. Watch how, watch how we put this. This is crazy. This is why the Freddie Johnson comes in as a power grade in us, brother. <laughs> Scotty Pippen is coming out with a bourbon. What? I, I saw that. Yeah. Did you I see this? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah Delvin. He was coming out with a bourbon. That's he's coming right. out with a bourbon. Yep. So he's, he's working with Savage and Cook Distillery out on Mare Island in Vallejo, California. It's 30 minutes north of Oakland. He's coming out with a bourbon called Digits. Digits bourbon, for real, right? That's what I said. So I like, and then so, <laughs> Scotty. So, okay, okay. So, is it going to be called Digit? I mean, it's called Digit. Yeah, I mean, no. Or his the, bottle. The, 
the distillery is Savage and Cook, and they've shut down uh, all operations just to work on his bourbon. So the bourbon is uh, called Digits, and the label uh, has a photo of his hand. Like, you see my hand up, like, mm-hmm. people can't see it, but I'm holding up my hand like a high five, and yeah. it's got his hand on the label. So it's basically his fingers on the label. And you've seen this distillery's work before. It's like a black matte bottle, and they have a lot of labels that look like paintings, you know what I'm saying? Like paintings where they catch, like, um, women in various positions and stuff like that. It's really like a, a Art Deco kind of bottle. So if you look uh-huh. up Savage and Cook's Distillery, you'll see their bottles and Scotty yeah. Pippins. There'll be some link to him. But Scotty's coming out with a bourbon called Digits Bourbon. I don't know about the mash bill, but I know he's yeah. he's highly involved in working on the spirit right now, even doing labels on the bottles, dog. Like he's in the distillery oh, uh-huh. doing everything. You know what I'm saying? Now, now Savage and Cook, don't they release um, Burning Chair? Isn't yep, that one I think, of their, yeah. I think they may. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah. Scotty interesting. Pippen. <laughs> <laughs> the shirts joke, are coming. Yeah, the shirts so, are coming. So Scotty Pippen has a bourbon. And Scotty Pippen already, has a bourbon. I'm, I'm hoping that we don't crack it and get Michael Jordan cologne on the nose. For real, dog. <laughs> that, I was, that the first be, thing I said was, I hope it's dope. You know what I mean? So you know, you know, uh, you know, Scotty Pippen was six nine, six ten, six nine, and you know that dude has a big hand, man. So is he only going to sell one point seven five liter bottle? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean that, is that going to fit on the seven fifty? You know he definitely going to have handles, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely got handles. handles, man. Yeah, that's but I mean, if you look at the label, if you look it up, like if you look it up, you'll see like it's just like half his palm and the fingertips. You know what I'm mm. saying? We can't get the whole thing. Okay, 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 so not not the whole hand. Just all right, all right, all right. So y- y'all know I'm always starting stuff before mm-hmm. we get into the bourbon and you on your current events. And I yep. love this. But um, since it's NBA, we getting deep into the playoffs. Yep. Best duo ever in the NBA. Is it Scotty Jordan or who? Okay. It's it's All Mike time. and whoever else who's on the court with Mike. That's who it is right there. <laughs> That's who it was. I mean, because Mike mm-hmm. made everybody better, dog. I mean, whether it was Mike and Scotty. What about Shaq mm-hmm. and Kobe? <sighs> Carmelo and John Stockton? Yeah, now we showing our age. We showing our age. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but you know, we were there for all those. You know, what I mean, Magic, it's it's Magic real. Green. Magic Splash Brothers. Ooh, Magic Worthy. Ugh. Oh yeah. Ew. Oh, yeah. And, can we uh, can we take it back to World Be Free? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right, man. You know the Splash Brothers, man. They they got to be top five. I would yeah, think that's true to me, anyway. Hard to beat. But anyway, beat. I digress. Get back to the bourbon. I'm sorry, plus. It's some tough ones. Okay, so my second one is my favorite. This is my all-time favorite in current events. There's a little small company out of Tennessee that's releasing a new eight-year bourbon that they're bringing out. You may have heard of them. You may have not. Dickel. Okay. Out of Cascade Hollow is releasing an eight-year-old bourbon, right? So Nicole Austin, the general manager and distiller, she said uh, they're coming out. That it's an opportunity for them to finally share this quality liquid with the rest of the world. So they're coming out with an eight-year that they're going to put in their normal rotation. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Yeah, very I nice. I don't know how I feel about it, but I'd like to try it right. if somebody will send me a sample. So you're all about the dickle now, huh? I'll try oh, no. I, I'll try it. I, I mean, I had no success with their, their bottle and bond single barrel. Was it the blue label? Is the blue label, right? Yeah, 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 the blue label. Yeah. I had no success with that. But I will try this eight-year release. Okay, you know, ever since he had the original dickle, now he's back in the fold now. You know? I'm just saying I'll he's try it, brother. Tough, you know what I mean? You know, you know what I'm saying? 
we're going to put a pin in this because there's some stuff to come later, you know, for, you know, follow up. But I'll try it. You know, <laughs> it's one of those things. Yeah. yeah. And then so finally in current events is the last one. And then we'll oh, move wow. to our stuff. Yeah, I got one more. I'm going to try to have three every time in season four. Very nice. doing like bourbon that. news, you know, just a little something. So the Kentucky Bourbon Trail, when we went down there, you know, we, we did our stuff. W.H. Stevens set up a nice tour for us. Yes, sir. So now they celebrated their 22nd birthday with a new bourbon trail passport, right? So the passport has 150 pages of information, attractions, maps, cocktail recipes, all this stuff. But the thing is, if you get it, you get some information on certain bottles and releases. Oh, right. Which in itself will be extra. And you can find that at kybourbontrailshop.com. So if people want to get that before they go to Kentucky, it's new, it's updated, then get that information. Oh, very nice. So, So the fact that it's a passport means that every time you go to a distillery that's on the trail, they stamp it. You get stamps that unlock special stuff. Yes, you're right. Oh, that's dope. Special so collectible it, bottles. And I'm and I'm curious, is it like a digital passport? Like, is it an app that I download on my iPhone or is it actually a book? It's actually a book. A so book. I don't know if they got to, to like the digital age where it can be something on your phone, if they've gotten that far. You know, Kentucky's old school. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they still got the passport. It's still the book. But... If you get it, you know, it's got all these extras. So you get the stamps it unlocks certain stuff, you know, like it's leveling up like a video game. That's you know hot. I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's dope. That's yeah, really Because, I, I mean, yeah. I would imagine. I know you like, all techie, Delvin. You know, I know you Delvin all Delvin is the techiest guy we know. But me. I like, I, you know, sometimes I like having that book in my head. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. Right, y'all, you yes. know some stuff. Right. It's kind of like a golf scorecard <laughs> oh, where you can look back on the round and refer yeah. back to, hey, I should have did this here. Right. I just, I think, um, hopefully they, there's something they'll give you too, when you get like all, you know, stamps from every distillery. Like, I just mm. think that would be cool. It's like, yo, you get all the stamps, you get blah. Yeah. yeah. Who knows what that is? That, that would be hot. But I guess we have to follow up on the website. You know, um, the website again is kybourbontrailshop.com. So we'll follow up on it, check it out, see what else there is. And then you follow up on it. If you find something out we don't know, let us know. You know what I'm saying? Fun show. Fun show. So, on to the show. And the new four. Season four, the Joe Dumars. The Joe Dumars. Joe Deasy. The Joe Deasy. <laughs> so, guys, we're back from Seattle. Um, I, I have to admit, you know, I was a little depressed when I got on the plane flying back home. You know what yep. I'm saying? Because of what we went through. You know, we hung out with the, with the brethren from yep. TSR. Correct. And uh, it was cool finally meeting those guys, being in a space, sharing a house. You know what I'm saying? It, it was like uh, the MTV segment you never saw. <laughs> right. Because you didn't know what was going to happen, but it was mad cool. You know what I'm saying? From Starbucks P getting up every morning doing his thing, you know what I'm saying? Hooking us up. Yeah, and right. then going to distilleries, tasting bourbons. That was fire. But what do you most miss about that trip? Delvin. Man, I, I, you know, of course, the golf in Chambers Bay was like a, a big time highlight. But I think I also um, miss the, the just the uh, the fellowship, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah. we've been locked down for over a year and a half. And sure, we've had this conversation over Zoom and kicked it over Zoom. But to, to be in a, in a house together, have the conversation fellowship that we had. I miss that already. 
And it's funny, my wife, before I went out, she was like, are you really flying across the country to hang out with people you never even met before? <laughs> Talking about OJ and Pierre. I was like, well, right. I mean, technically, we've talked yeah. on Zoom a lot. Right. So, exactly. I know those guys. Yeah. Yeah, it was really weird, man, because, I mean, Bill and I talked about this offline and we were like, yo, we just met these dudes. You know, what I mean, um, we talked to them online. We text back and forth. But, you know, we're going into a house with them for like four or five days. And like, what do you really know? You know, what yeah, I mean? whatever you know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, whenever, you know, uh, Dylan and I, I landed uh, first and and I think OJ landed around the same time. And we were talking to ourselves, like, you know, how does this dude going to look? You know, we were trying to figure this further out, like, you know. But as soon as we saw him, we immediately knew it was OJ. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, it was almost like we had that connection before. So we walked right up to him, you know, what's up, man? You know, kind of, and it was super, it was mad cool from jump. It wasn't yeah. awkward. It wasn't, you nope. know, you got to get to know anybody. It was like mad cool from jump. I felt like I'd known that dude, you know, for a while. So, um, and then P came and scooped us up, and then we immediately hit some barbecue spot, and um, it was nice, man. It was nice to to get up and and what I'm you know going to miss is that you know we you know we were out there and and you know being in Seattle is just totally different than being in North Carolina. So the you know the whole city vibe was was just super nice to me, man. It was so, so different. People were super nice. Um, it was just a cool, eclectic feel. And I thought, you know, I don't know if you guys have been to Asheville or not, but I think um, Seattle is kind of like a bigger version of Asheville. Just a lot of artsy stuff, a lot of, you know, just, you know, people, I just kind of feel people are more creative out in Seattle um, through the, the way they dress and the stuff they kind of, you know, places that we visited. Um, I just kind of feel they have a super creative vibe out there. And then I just kind of, kind of, you know, got swept up in it, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I agree. 100%. I mean, um, the vibe for me, like we talked about it in the little small drop we did, but the, the vibe was really chill, really laid back. And it wasn't what I expected. Like I went into it expecting Seattle to be one way, you know, you, you picture it in your mind, Emerald city. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, laid back, but all that. But, um, as we found out, the big question we had was when we went to Woodenville, how they're aging bourbons and stuff like that, like Kentucky. And we saw the climate was a, a total shift from what yeah, we once you go through the mountains, man, I mean, it's straight desert, which I yeah. was, so surprised about and actually I was overdressed for it as you guys can see yes OJ, OJ was giving me a hard time he said I look like I was dressed for a parent teacher conference correct um, or a job interview <laughs> or a job yeah. interview you know did, so, you get the, did you get the job you definitely had your um, resume yes sir yes sir I got it man I, I started in two weeks but um but yeah you know I was just you know I just wasn't prepared for the heat or yeah. just for a different climate so you know I would have you know, I would have did, you know, my, my D Joyce and brought, you know, a bunch of different clothes, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I brought my whole closet. I had options. <laughs> Yo, that brother that definitely stepped bad. out of the house the first time in a year. He, he is brought a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. He is definitely the, the um, Diana Ross of the Supreme. So that, <laughs> dude, that dude got changed clothes everywhere. So it's uh, cool. It's cool. Give me five. Give me five. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. So, so, um, with the barrel picking, I mean, did, did we take away from it what we wanted to learn? I mean, Devin, you said you were coming back with a degree. I mean, did you get everything you anticipated? You know what? So what's interesting, I was talking about this with the silverback man when we got back, or maybe this was on the plane or in the airport, but you know, after a while to me, 
um, there was a lot of consistency between the different barrels. Mm-hmm. And so after a while for me at both places, at both Bainbridge and Woodenville, I just had to come to, I was writing notes to start. I was writing down my tasting notes, what I got on the nose and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And trying to pick out all these flavors. And then eventually I just got to a point where I was just like, all right, do I like it or not? Right. And if I like it, do I like it more than the last one? Mm -hmm. Right. And if I I like it more than the last one, do I like it more than this one? And I just, honestly, for me, I had to simplify it. Yeah. And I don't know Mm. if that's the right thing to do, but it worked for me. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I guess that works. You know what I'm saying, Bill? Did yeah, you run into the same situation? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because you know, I was so I was so I guess um, concentrating on getting all these taste, you know, taste profiles. You know, I kind of wanted to make sure that I um, brought value to the whole experience, right? I wanted mm-hmm. to make sure that you know that I knew what I was tasting and I knew what I was nosing, and um, so I was really concentrating on trying to pick up the different flavors and. Um, uh, you know, uh, Amanda from Blind Dram sent me this whole scent kit that I was supposed to go through before I went. I didn't get a chance to do that because of time constraints. So I was kind of, you know, going out there hoping that I would just, you know, pick up on a lot of things and um, and just, you know, just, you know, ha- you know, add some value to me being there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that was a little nerve wracking for me because I, I wanted to be like, you know, I, I didn't want to go, oh, this is good. This is bad. I kind of want to be like, oh. This is good because of X or this right. one is better because of Y and this is why I like it. And, you know, but, you know, to Devin's point, um, after tasting, you know, you know, at at, um, at Bainbridge, after tasting eight different, you know, bourbons from, you know, you know, from eight different barrels, um, the similarities were very consistent, you know, through the different because, you know, we kind of split them up in a batch of four and a batch of four. Yep. And so to pick the best one out of those, um, I thought they they uh, they you know the tasting profiles were very similar. So for me, it was a more it was more about mouthfeel, it was about finish, and it was about flavor. So what stayed in on my palate the longest is what I kind of you know went with. Yeah. So so you went more with finish. I mean, for for me, it was more like. Um, I guess Woodenville would be the clearest. Like when we know something and you'd smell that nose, like, you know, we talked about what we got on the picks from North Carolina, the banana bread, the heavy nose on that, you yeah, know, those kind of fruity notes. notes. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And when you got those notes, it was really overwhelming when you're trying to nose a bourbon properly. Cause think about this. We, we nose and tasted 12 barrels, right? We tasted yep. eight at Bainbridge. So we tasted them in groups of four, like you said, so four, four, and then we did four at Woodenville overwhelming at best and to go into that joint as rookies yo imagine stepping into your first nba game as a rookie and balling and mm-hmm. then you know you having the ball with the big dogs right. and tsr they're the big dogs in this arena and they were bringing us along and i felt kind of overwhelmed like they were looking at us like okay how do you feel about this and taking right. Our information into like credit, you know what I'm saying? And say, okay, mm-hmm. we're gonna toss this one out. We're gonna go with these. We're gonna reblind these, and that's what happened. So we toss them out. We'd reblind the choices and go through that. Yeah, it, that, it whole, was, we, that whole um, rebranding. I'm, I'm sorry, re reblinding uh, yeah. was was was. I mean, that was spot on. That was genius. It was you it know? was incredible because because you know um, at that point you know the three that we we um, we tasted again for the second round um, they were very similar and for us. Yeah. To go out of the building, yep. you know, 
we, you know, we did a photo op. Um, thanks to <laughs> thanks to Pierre, we did a photo op outside, the, and the snaps will be coming. We're saving them. <laughs> yes, sir. And so we did a photo op outside, and you know, I mean, did something totally different. Got out of the Rick House, mm-hmm. you know, because you know, because you know, the Rick House had a certain smell to it as well. Yes, and I don't know if that influenced you, amazing, you know, by by uh, by noticing some of the bourbons, but because it did it me, it did it, you know, for me at first, but then like you know, until I got used to it. But going outside those different things and coming back in and going through a second round, I mean that was genius. I mean OJ just, I mean that was, I mean that was definitely that next level stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, dope. So, so check it. We're eleven months in on a podcast, mm-hmm. right? That we started. We're almost a year in. Crazy, okay. Crazy. Where, where we're at, you know, it's nuts to me, and I'm sure we've talked about this. Eleven months in, started this podcast on a humble. Never thought anybody would listen. People started rocking with us, you know. what I'm saying, shout out to the listeners, you know. What I'm saying, shout out to the sponsors who who give us loot every month. Like, blows my mind. Yeah. So where we're at right now, um, what have you learned? you know, that you didn't know before, before we started this, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense to you? Like, like, yeah. like what points have you discovered that you didn't know before? That you wish you knew when we started. Right. That right. you wish you knew when we started. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, so for me, man, um, yeah, bourbon was bourbon to me. Like mm-hmm. it was, uh, bourbon was all bourbon. Like, you know, to me, it wasn't rye bourbon. It wasn't, you know, straight whiskey, you know, straight bourbon whiskey, it wasn't weighted bourbon, high rye bourbon. It was all bourbon to me. Yeah. And and for me going in, and I wish I had known that, like, you know, how different bourbon takes, you know, you know, definitely I like certain things over others, but why do I like certain things over others? Right. And, you know, I didn't really have a taste profile. I didn't really have like, you know, um, you know, certain bourbons that I kind of gravitated towards. Um, so to me, just learning the different styles of bourbon, um, you know, different ages, different, you know, Barrel, uh, Cooperage um, is, is going to the taste profile. Um, I didn't have any of that knowledge. Um, and I kind of gained that over the last year. So, okay. so I feel like you were hardcore, like, weeder guy. Like, you were... No, no, I mean, well, and but see, Delvin, but I didn't know that, though. No, you know? no, I mean, after right. you figured out the weeded yes, bourbon, right, though, right, exactly. you, you, you oh. quickly became a weeder guy, quickly right? Became, because to me, you know, it's, you know, I kind of said this before, maybe a few times, but, you know, growing up in South Carolina, getting ready for school, I ate oatmeal almost every single day. I mean, <laughs> it was that brown sugar, Quaker Oats oatmeal. So whenever I would taste the wheat, I got the maple, I got the oatmeal type, you know, cereal on the on the pattern. So that's why it immediately took me back to childhood, because that's why I think I have an affection for the wheat, because of, you know, just getting ready for the bus. My dad oh, making word. me oatmeal every morning. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. dope. I don't that's, think yeah, you've that, ever explained that before. That familiarity. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, maybe you have, fun. but that yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's why I think, um, you know, the, the the wheat has a special place, and it was You know, I think they're sweeter. I think they're soft on the palate. Um, you know, I'm not as high proof as you. Um, so, uh, you know, usually they just hit my palate a little softer. So, I mean, you know, that's where I am. Nice. What about you, Devin? No, real quick though, I gotta. I mean, I'm not gonna let the silverback just drop that oatmeal. Stuff Come on, man, let that move man on. Oatmeal, dog. I mean, <laughs> oatmeal, dog. Yeah, I oatmeal. Mean, K-high Every money. Day. 
can't you what? can't what? hide money. Oatmeal. Oh, that's, that's oatmeal. people on the budget, B. I mean, where I'm from, we had grits because we couldn't afford the oatmeal. The oatmeal? <laughs> wow. Bro. Oatmeal. Quaker instant, man. I mean, bro. come on. You get, you get a whole pack of them. Jokes, nah, man, man. We doing grits, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta, you might even have to put milk in oatmeal. We just got to put water in grits. <laughs> So what I wish I had known a year ago when we started this, right? Because like Bill, bourbon was bourbon and I knew I liked whiskey, quote unquote, bourbon, whatever. And I think one of the things that I have learned is that the single barrels are the unicorns. Mm-hmm. Right. And I wish I had known that when we first started because, yo, I spent a lot of time, <laughs> a lot of man hours, a lot of other people's man hours, i.e. my family members, like, yo, this bottle is going to be at this store. Can you go get it? Like, I spent a lot of time trying to find allocated bottles because right. in my mind, those are the unicorns. And for yeah. some and for some people out there, they may still be the quote unquote unicorns. Mm-hmm. But as I have, as I've grown in the bourbon game, I've grown to appreciate single barrel picks, store picks, barrel picks from places like Taste Select Repeat, because those are the true unicorns. And if you get one, right, it, it, you can never duplicate it, right? Hundred percent, Delvin. I was going to say that next. You're hundred percent facts. I, I mean, I totally, you know, because, you know, we chase all these allocated bottles, right? You know, stand in line, mm-hmm. you know, like I say, get family members, you know, to go and, you know, get certain things, you know, send your 80 year old dad into a, you know, <laughs> a, a total, what, yeah, put during him, the pandemic. Put him on so, FaceTime. <laughs> but, but you're right, man. You know, if you find like a place that, that's doing single barrel picks or you're part of a club or, you know, Bourbon Pursuit has a barrel program as well, TSR, if you, if you, Find a club or something that you enjoy their barrel picks. Rock with those. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't have to overspend for these allocated bottles or, you know, do different stuff, trade and all that kind of stuff. So 100% agreement. Well, and I back well, that up. Yep. And here and here's the other part of that, too, for us, because like like you guys, I'm sure. You, you get a lot of people that that go to ABC store or they call you and they want a recommendation, right? Mm-hmm. Yo, I'm at the store. What should I buy? Right. And then I look in my bourbon room and I got all this allocated bourbon on the shelf and I got great bottles. Yeah, I can recommend some great stuff for you, but you have zero chance of finding it in your ABC store when you go there. That's right? correct. Yep. And so mm-hmm. when people ask me, like, what should I buy? I sometimes I'm at a loss, right? Like my default would be like wild turkey rare breed, right? You're going to like it. You can spend 50 bucks for it. It's going to be good and you can find it <clears throat> outside of that. You know, it gets pretty, pretty hard. And so, you know, I had a good friend who just went to Louisville this past weekend. Yeah, I know. Like, who that my is. man T-Pin yep. Uh, yep. 1906, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. And so he goes to Louisville and he's like, yo, what, what do you think I can find there? And I said, listen, don't try to find anything because you're not right. Kentucky got the same bottles on the shelf that we got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's what you need to do. I said, go to Westport Whiskey and Wine and just pick one of their barrel picks. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Grab one of their barrel picks because they won't let you down. Like those. I mean, those pe- people pick fire bottles. Yep. Yeah. 
So anyway, it just totally changed my perspective. And I wish I had known that a year ago because there's probably some single store picks, single barrel store picks that I just left on the shelf. Yep. Yeah, I agree 100 percent. And I mean, you know, up here where I'm at, you know, we like I get a lot of bottles, you know, what I'm saying I plug into whatever and I send it out. And, you know, Whiskey Mentors is up here and Jenny is pretty famous for her barrel picks. She's got a great palate. And I'm, I'm really going to rock with her more as we get into this season because I hope to have her on the show. And we talk about her barrel picks and her palette. Oh, nice. Because she does some great stuff. I mean, I picked up a Sagamore rye from her that I really like. And like you said, Bill, you know, if you find a good barrel program, a big barrel picker, rock with them. Rock with and, them, man. And you might find some stuff that you won't get anywhere else and it'll be an excellent mm-hmm. bottle. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So with That's that right. being Yo, said, let me, I mean, let me just real quick. Let me, yeah, let me tell you, though, the, the first clue, though, I didn't pick up on this clue, but the first clue that I got that the single barrel store picks was the way to go Mm -hmm. was on our Kentucky trip. And I don't know if you remember this on our Kentucky trip. I got there before y'all did. And I went to, because I flew in, right? Yeah, of course he did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. First class, first class, by the way. Yeah, first class. And and I I got there early (laughs) and I went to uh, Liquor Barn. (laughs) <laughs> in in Lexington, right? Uh-huh. Yep. The liquor barn in Lexington, I got a new riff liquor barn store pick in that store. And Bill, I think that's I when remember, you were caping up for new riff early. Right, exactly. And I remember Bill saying, Oh, you know, I had new riff before. I didn't really like it. Right. But mm-hmm. yeah. never had this one. And right. this one was fire. Yep. Right? Yep. Super and good. so again, I should have picked up on that clue back then. Yep. And it took until I think maybe talking to Hood Sommelier or maybe the guys from Taste Select Repeat that I truly put two and two together and figure yeah. it out. Absolutely. But you know, that's, that's also something I learned and like, I wish I would have learned a year ago. Right. You have to really take to heart what people tell you that have been in the game. Right. A lot of times you hear what people say and you blow through that stop sign. You're like, ah, they don't know what they're talking about. I'm just going to do whatever. You know what I mean? But you got to take that with a grain of salt and swallow your pride a bit and be like, okay, maybe I'll try what they're suggesting. Yeah. Listen, Listen. Mm -hmm. be open to the suggestions. Right. And never kind of discount what people are saying. Try everything. You may like it. You may not. But what you did is you tried it. So now you have some basis to go forward on you know what i mean like yep. okay you you say you don't like scotches but you tried like maybe one scotch you know you tried a what what it hurts somebody say a, Le, a lafroig you tried that you know it was heavy peat but did you try this one you know try right. them you mm-hmm. might like it you might not you know what i'm saying yeah. don't discount it this is a whole big world of spirits right yeah hey, and by the way <laughs> speaking of, speaking of listening i mean and actually pronounce that joint the right way after my man you know what i'm saying hey. yeah. <laughs> I'm, trying to, you know, I'm trying to be 100 that's right because you know you know one of the reasons why we started this podcast is because you know we were new to bourbon and we no. were just getting into the bourbon game mm-hmm. and we kind of wanted to give people advice of some of the you know the mistakes that we've made and kind of you know kind of you know you know steer people you know, not to make the same mistakes. Not, you know, if they listen, that's fine. If they're not, whatever. But, you know, it was kind of say like, you know, we've done that. And mm-hmm. this is what not to do. You know, like Devin made a, you know, a great suggestion before. Like, if there's a bourbon that you're hunting or you want to taste, go to a bar. Mm-hmm. See if they have it, you know. Or, you know, like I said, you know, get on the bro, you know, the, the bro hub. You know, have somebody send you a sample before Hashtag you invest bro. in, you know, you know, before you invest in a bottle and, you know, and, and waste your money and may not like it. 
Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? And real quick, hashtag Grubhub. Um, so, so, so wifey took me out yesterday for, for a little pre-Father's Day dinner, you know what I'm saying? And I get to a restaurant, they have rabbit hole on the menu. Uh. And I wanted to buy the bottle, but I was like, yo, did I want to buy this whole bottle? I don't like it. So I got a pour. And I was yeah. like, pro tip from my man, People's Choice. Yep, people's so I got choice. the rabbit hole, high and gold, you know, the straight bourbon whiskey. It was dope. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. good. I was like, okay, so if I see a bottle, I'll pick it up. But that's the kind of stuff you got to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Check it out. Get it at a bar. If they got it on a menu, if it's good, you like it. If not, all you spent money on was a pour. Yeah. Right. And keep it moving. Facts. And keep, keep it moving. Yeah. Or, you know, or, you know, or, you know, like have, you know, have a person that you, you trust. Um, Cause you know, I will never forget this. You know, this is when I was starting, you know, spending like serious money on, on bourbon. You know, I never heard how much is serious money, Bill? I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, hundred dollars plus. What's your, so, your budget now per month? Ooh, hey, you know what? Let's not get you know, that's, that's yeah, we blown that budget that's out the window, dog. That's, that's confidential. Yo. <laughs> budget is gone, yeah. Man, I, the IRS is listening, so um, but I never forget, man, when Anthony bought the TSR um, Hill Rock Double Rye, you know, and then he called me and he tasted it and he he he, he took a sip. And he hung up on me. He, was, he literally like, I, I gotta go. And like, I was, I was telling my doing? wife about that the other day. I was like, what are you doing? And I was thinking to myself, I mean, that bottle was $125, right? I had never spent that kind of money on a right. bottle. But because I trust Anthony's palate and I trust, you know, it was just his reaction to the whole taste. And, and I, was I like, called you right back. And then he called me right back. And so, <laughs> you know, and, you know, anyway, but I remember when I, and then I finally got my bottle in gas house and um at Mike Basie came over and we were standing in the backyard and, and we he was like this is something I had never had before. I mean it right. was the taste profile was just so so different. And so and that's really opened up my mind as far as what a bourbon can be and what a bourbon can taste like and just his reaction just made me want to just do it. You know, because I was like, you know, worst case scenario, you know, I can make cocktails with a $125 bottle of bourbon, <laughs> but, um, but it was good. It was good. I appreciate that. Cause and you know, that's funny. That's kind of put me on. That's what kind of put me on. Like what Delvin said is like trusting people's palates with the single barrel. Mm-hmm. Cause like mm-hmm. we actually trusted dudes. We didn't know when they did this pick and yeah. I kind of ordered it just off the strength of the interview when my man described it as having a, a rich taste of like foie gras yeah. and a heavy, rich palate. And I was like, yo, yeah, I said, yo, I got to try that because, you know, those flavors, you know, being a foodie, it was dope to me. So when I ordered it and I got that fragrance out of the bottle, when I popped the cork, I was like, yo, I got to get this shit. It tasted it, hung up on you and they <laughs> called you back after I tasted it. I was like, yo, son, yeah. you got to, I said, you got to get this joint because I'm about to order another one right now. You know what I mean? Oh, just come in and I, I popped the cork on that Hill Rock and just knows it. I don't even drink it. Yeah, anymore. I just dude. knows it and it does it for me. Yo, I'm not even playing, dog. So it's on my, it's on my bourbon shelf and people... I mean, so listen, quick segue story. I'm going to tell you this real quick and then we can move on. I had to take bottles off my third shelf of my bourbon shelf because it's getting so heavy. The shelf is starting to bow. You feel me? <laughs> so, so I got to reinforce it. Yo, nah, no, money. Yeah, you know, people send us bottles. You know what I'm saying? It's like that. So I had to take it off. I got to reinforce the shelf. So anyway, the Hill Rocks are on my second shelf in the back, you know, like the Masters Keep. Not drinking mm. them special occasion type joints. And I got three bottles. Okay. So I got the two TSR picks and I got the OSR. You know what I'm saying? You know what the OSR is. I'm not going to stun on you, but it's the mm-hmm. Owner's Select Reserve. Okay. Yeah. That's, it. Yeah. That's it right there. Yeah. But, you know, they, they have prime, prime real estate right there in the back. 
Mm. But so I got bottles on my floor again because I have to reinforce my shelves because I got so many. You know what I mean? It's a problem, dog. That's why we, we, we appreciate the spirits. You know what I'm saying? First all. problem. I'm yeah. done. I'm done. So all right, can I can I share one more that I wish I had known? Yeah, yeah sure, please. Yeah, because we're going back around, right? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. All right. So Ichi, I'm gonna, I'm a, I'll lead this round off. Ichi. Now I I am gonna I am gonna steal a a um a sentiment from our guy the hood sommelier. Uh oh. Mm. <clears throat> and by the way, really enjoyed having that brother on in season three. I think we got to bring him back for a full episode in season four. But yeah. um, w- w- so I'm still a page from his book. What I what I wish I had known, and maybe this is similar to my first comment, but. Mm-hmm. We went all, I was all in on the Blanton's train, bro. Oh, man. I mean, oh, all man. too. And, me too. and what, I, what I wish I had known is that Blanton's is, is really just another bottle of bourbon. Wow. And I mean, it's good. It's, I mean, listen, and, and I said this to a couple of episodes ago in season three if you are starting your collection, you got to get you a bottle of Blanton's just to have it on the shelf to be a part yeah. of the conversation. Yep. But yo, it is just another bottle of bourbon. That's and true. We spent so much time and man hours, or at least I know I did. Yep. And I got five bottles on my shelf. And I don't even consider opening it ever. Like, it's, and it's not because I'm trying to save it. It's just that I have no desire to even drink it. Yeah, that's true. Bill, Bill, how many bottles do you have? I have three. Okay. Yeah. So for the listeners, you know, Devin's got five. Bill has three. I have three and a half. But what we're, we're saying that with a grain of salt. You know, he's right. We thought it was... You know, one of those bottles. Holy Grail, dude! Right, yeah, and it's yeah. and it's just my, another bottle of bourbon. Yeah, I remember my first bottle of Blanton's, man. I, I felt like I, you know, won the lottery when they had it. Yeah, went to the ABC store. And yeah, I think you sent me my second bottle uh, yes, or some. Yeah, so I got it from somewhere. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, it's right, and I don't even think about it because it's you know because when people come over because I had some uh, I had a couple of folks come through on Saturday and we were doing some you know some some bourbon drinking. And some tasting, and um, and I, you know, I went to my shelf, and I'm like, you know, you know what, you know, what are we gonna do? You go here, go here, and I ended up going with that Midwest, you know, the um, you know, the one you gave me, Delvin. Oh, the High um, West. No, no, no. It was, it was called a mid. You know, the you know that that store pick from the Birmingham's. Yeah, the High West Double Rye. No, 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 no. no. Oh, I think he's oh, talking the Middle West, West Spirits. Oh, Middle West. My bad. Middle West, my West bad. Spirits. My bad. Yeah. Yeah, mid, I was yeah, like, Middle damn, West. the Midwest. That's dope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Middle West. <laughs> you oh, that, that's straight out of Chicago. Yes, sir. So anyway, you know, it was you know, it's one of those things like you know, out of all the bourbons in my you know in my uh, collection, you know, I went with some you know with another store pick or with another you know barrel pick. You know, mm-hmm. I went with something that was to me, I thought it had a lot of flavor. So. And yeah. people enjoyed it. Yep. That's dope. So that I want to go dope. back to our very first ep- first episode, season one, episode one of the Black and Brown podcast. Oh right? dude, dude. Is 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 Buffalo Trace the Wu Tang clan of bourbon distilleries. Right. Yes. And just just based on my comment about Blanton's, we gave Blanton's, who did we say Blanton's was? ODB, right? Yeah. I don't even remember, dog. We'd have to go back yeah. to the tapes. And yo, I think I think that's too much respect for Blanton's. A year later, right? Really? I don't know uh, own, but a year later, <clears throat> I don't know that I would give Blanton's ODB status. Dog, mm. who, who would you give him then? 
I mean, I, I it's not. I mean, definitely not you, God. I'm not going down that low. <laughs> right? That's messed I, up. You got it still ancient age. Yeah. Ancient, ancient age. No, no, no. You know what? I'm going to upgrade you got to ancient, ancient age. The 10 ancient star ancient. joint. Yeah, 10 star. He got 10 stars. No, I don't think you can take, I don't think you can take uh, ODB away from Blanton's dog. For real. No, no, no. I would, see, I would give, I would give Blanton's, Blanton's to me would be more, you know, Raekwon, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like Raekwon, like still respectable, yeah, still dope, yeah, right. But just not. I mean, ODB dog, like ODB <sighs> had a whole other swag and just yeah, yeah. man. I mean, wow. I just got to <laughs> say, wow, wow. Man, look at hey man, that brother has grown, man. Wow, he's yeah, grown. He's, he's, he's all grown, grown. Now, man. It, He's awake. He's, He's awake. awake. He's awake. He's awake. Yeah. He's awake. I mean, y'all are y'all. I mean, y'all still ODB is Blends. Hey man. Hey man. Look, I'm gonna let you do you, dog. I'm. You know, I'm good. I'm not changing. Yeah. Yeah. No. Nah, I think. I think. I think. I keep with ODB, man. Yeah. I'm saying because back, and, and the only reason because I don't have a better answer at the moment. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't expect you to go there, so I'm going to yeah, leave it alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Get me an episode too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so what I, what I wish I had known a year ago to where I am now is a slept on joint in my mind is four roses, mm-hmm. right? And all the recipes and the, and the way they play with their yeast strain, like yeah. they got a lot of swords in their camp. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? The way Bless they're you. working their bottles. Like I told you, we were talking one time on the phone offline and I, and I took a snapshot of all their recipes. So when I'm out hunting for bottles, if I see a four roses and I see their recipe on the bottle, I'm definitely going to grab it off the shelf and go through my joint to see what's in it before I put it back. Or if I take it to the register, you know what I mean? So it's not like I would let a four roses bottle get away now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Before I would just be like walking there nonchalant, grab a bourbon, like back in the day, you know, you really didn't know before we started mm-hmm. this journey. You really would just go grab a bottle, go drink with your people, whatever. But yeah. now, knowing what Four Roses does with the yeast, and our man Hood confirmed this, like he had so many bottles of Four Roses because each one is so different and the flavors so versatile. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So do you have a yeast profile that you like best that you've identified out of Four Roses? Well, it's weird, right? So each one is different. That's the thing. So you don't know what you're going to get or what you're going to taste. I mean, you could be in the mood for something, whatever, but you won't know until you grab that bottle and you say, okay, this is what I'm looking for. Or this is what I'm going to drink this with. You know, because I think they got like, what, eight or 10 different ones, right? There are one, two, three, four, five, six. Six. And so they- Oh, no, no, no. No, there's six recipes for the small batch select. Okay. So I don't know if they have more recipes for like this Four Roses single barrel for the regular right. small batch. But I'm going to tell you something right now to your point, Ant. Mm-hmm. Four Roses is super dope. And this Four Roses small batch select is better, is, is as good as anything I have on my shelf. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to find. I'm about to say, and it's easy to find. Yeah, it's easy that's, to find. Yeah. It's 50, 60 bucks, and it is so damn. I mean, it is amazing to me. Okay, so yeah. check it out. So check it out. So I pulled up the screenshot I have, and I'm going to run this down real quick. If the listeners don't mind, if you guys don't mind, I'm going to tell you. So there's 10 of them, right? Okay. So there's yeast V, there's yeast K, yeast O, yeast Q, and yeast F. And we know. The swords are in the yeast. So yeast V is delicate fruit, 
right? So they have an OBSV, OESV. And with those two, the mash bill B is 60% corn, 35% rye, 5% malted barley. The E mash bill is 75% corn, 20% rye, 5% malted barley. So you see they're already playing with the corn and the rye and the malted barley. And by the way, the OBSV is my favorite. Yes. So that's the delicate fruit. With the with the corn, rye, and mat, and the uh, malted barley, sixty percent corn. That's where you're working with. So then the hey, K is slight spice fruit. Yes, yeah, you do, boy. <laughs> so then the yeast yeast K is slight spice. Yeast O is a rich fruit. The Q is floral essence, and the F is herbal notes. So see what I'm yeah. saying? See, yeah. people miss out on these gems because, like me, I'm going to show the fellas screenshot. You know, I got mm-hmm. all the recipes right there. So when you're in the store, you know, you go go on for go, go on Four Roses website, screenshot these recipes, and when you're out there shopping, you know what you're going to get. That's right. You got That's 10 right. choices at a winner. Mm-hmm. It's a lot to keep up with, though. Yeah, but it's I'm saying that. Keep so up with, that's the thing. Game is so bad. A little bit of knowledge goes a long way, B. Right. Just a little bit. And if I'd have known this a year ago, I wouldn't have wasted so much time. Yeah. 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 Sure Stopping yeah. everyone looking for Elmer and everybody else that, you know, right. all these other allocated bottles. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, and by the way, it's still cool to have that on your oh, shelf. Oh, no, 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 no. I think, right, you, right. Know, you know, you know, I think we, we, we said this before, like we, whenever you're building your collection, you need to have those bottles on your shelf because I think having those bottles on the shelf kind of solidifies you as a bourbon nerd, you know, right. people come over to your house. They're like, okay, this guy's serious. He has Elmer. He has Blanton. He has Stag Junior. He has Joy T Stag. He has all these bottles, um, you know, old Fitzgerald. So you, when you have those bottles as part of your, you know, your foundation collection, it puts you in a certain category. It's like this dude is about bourbon or he wants to be about bourbon or he has the foundation of a great collection. But then, you know, then you venture out and like we said earlier into the store picks, into the, you know, single barrel selection clubs, all the kind of things to kind of, you know, find your taste profile and kind of get some really, really good bottles. Mm -hmm. Facts. Facts. Mm -hmm. So basically what we're saying is if you're smart and you've already got a system, that's cool. But if not, Check out the single barrels around your way. Go to the store picks. Talk to your purveyors. See if they're picking barrels. Sign up for TSR. And we're not caping for them because, you know, we went out with them barrel pick or whatever. I mean, they got great product. They're cool. I mean, they're good and we respect what they're doing. But there's also like OC Bottle Shop is doing some barrel picks. You know, mm-hmm. you interviewed that guy. Um up my way whiskey mentors is doing some stuff they got some abc store picks around the way in charlotte you know some good stuff out there you know what i mean just right. do a little homework talk to some people and find out what's popping Buzz yo. Buzz yo. Can, can i can i introduce the new segment for season four yo please drop it dog Never right. always has something so for always season up. four season four we 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 see a lot of ridiculousness in this whiskey game right Uh-oh. i mean since we've gotten into this whiskey game we've seen some foolishness mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so we decided to create a new segment for our listeners called what we not gonna do what we all not right gonna do. Not gonna and do. and and this week's what we not gonna do comes right out of our our town, me and me and the Silverback, Charlotte, <laughs> North Carolina. Yeah. And just to give you a little background, there's a there was a ABC store here in Charlotte that has been closed down, I guess because of COVID. I don't know what happened. They reopened the store 
and they had the store packed like like with bottles. 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 So they had Weller CYPB, they had Weller Antique, they had Stag Junior. They had what else did they have, Bill? I mean, they um, had a, yo, they o- had an OFC. OFC. They, have o- they had OFC. They had OFC. What's, what's that going for? About three grand? I have no idea. I got a story to tell you about the OFC in, after you finish. But um, but yeah, they, they had everything, man. They had you know uh, the Wella uh, one hundred and seven. I want to say special reserve. I mean, it was it was definitely a deep allocated. Oh oh, they had they had like ten bottles of uh, Elijah Craig. 18 year yeah they had the woodford very fine i mean of course they had eagle rare sazerac ride they had the mictor's toasted barrel yep right? wow so of course they had some winners in there oh they had mm-hmm. elmer elmer t did you say that yeah, already yeah yeah, yeah I did. Yep, yep. all right so here's the thing <laughs> of course <laughs> they they they're gonna do this grand reopening right yep. at 10 a.m on a monday on a monday so oh, so and ask us ask us what time people started camping out in front of the abc store on sunday night delvin what time do people start camping out at the abc store on sunday night not Sunday night, yo. Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Morning. What? People were in, yo, people were in lawn chairs starting Sunday afternoon and they sat outside and spent the night outside so that they could be the first person to walk into that ABC store at 10 o'clock to buy bourbon. Yo, so yeah. wasn't, it, wasn't it capped off at like one bottle? Yeah, capped yeah, off you, at one yeah, bottle. One bottle. Yeah. But stupid. I guess if you were early enough in the line, you know, you could go get the get the good stuff, get that bottle of OFC, and then get back in the line. You probably still get something good on the back end. Sorry, dog. No, it's not happening. So, 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 black and brown listeners. No, nope. what we not gonna do? Don't do. What we not gonna do is post up overnight outside of a liquor store to buy just to buy liquor. That's right. not we not we're, gonna do that. We're not gonna do that. Take our advice. Find you a store with some store picks and go chase after that. Right? Yeah. Yes, sir. So, real quick about the OFC. Do you know? Because you know they had it on their website. They they were selling it, right? Do you know? Last minute, they took it out of the allocation lot. What? What do you mean? They didn't sell it. Oh, the one that was at that yes. ABC yes. store. Yes, they didn't oh. sell it. They took it out. And it was and decided to put it in like some type of lottery system. Oh, so the people that were in front of the line that were wanting to get the OFC, they were mad. Oh, they, they were mad. mad. Ooh, you yeah. spent the night, hey, and it rained hey. that night too. Yes. <laughs> Think about that. So that's why that's why we're not going to do that. But now you wet and you salty. <laughs> yes, that's why we're not going to do that, wet. man. Because you know you, I mean, because in North Carolina, I don't know. Like I said, any any you know ABC control state. You know they can do what they want, and no one's gonna call them on it. You know what I mean? So um, they took it out. They took it out of rotation. They like, nope, not gonna sell it. Um, and they decided they were gonna do something else with it. So yep. wow, I That's didn't know that. Foul, I'm glad you told me. Mm-hmm. Because I because I've been looking for that OFC online already. I was like, somebody <laughs> already put that on Craigslist. <laughs> how, how much would you pay for that OFC though, Delvin? How much would I pay for a bottle yeah. of OFC? Yeah. Because I've seen it listed for like three grand. How, for how much? $3,000, B. 
if you could find it for three thousand, that's a steal. Because you can't. I mean, three thousand might be the MSRP. No, because no. online, yeah, yeah. I've never seen it for less yeah. than eight, nine thousand. That's and crazy so to me. You you already know how I operate. I'm a businessman, right? Okay. And and the and so I'm all about the return on investment. So even though I might, and I've never <laughs> sold a bottle before, by yeah. the way, like I've never flipped a bottle. Right. But if I could get a bottle of OFC for three for three thousand dollars, I'm probably buying it, and I would mm. flip it and get my seven and make an easy four thousand dollar profit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel so, you. Yeah. Now, now, what I'm not gonna do. <laughs> what I'm not gonna do. <laughs> what I'm not gonna do is I'm not. If, I'm not spending the night outside. I'm not taking off from work because that that time and that line that's worth five six thousand dollars for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Also, what I'm not gonna do is spend seven thousand dollars on a bottle of bourbon. I'm not gonna no, do that. Not gonna that's do crazy. It. That's not crazy. gonna do it. Yo, real quick, I got something I want to share with you guys. So, um, you know, we always look for, try to look for the age bottle, Pappy Van Winkle, stuff like that. Um, so I pulled, I, I came across this article when I was looking at current news, right? This is our guy, Dave Pickerel. You know, when we went out to Seattle, Dave Pickerel was really instrumental in Woodenville with their stuff in Bainbridge, you know, how, Bainbridge, we had his, yep. how he had his fingerprint on that. So in an interview in 2015, a guy asked Dave Pickerel about aging and if an aged bourbon was a thing to do. Dave said, um, sometimes older is better, but sometimes it's just older. He said, old whiskeys might cost a pretty penny, but for the flavor... He recommends choosing a middle-aged whiskey six to 10 years for bourbon, 20 years for scotch. He said any older than that, and you might just be paying for age, not flavorful beauty. Wow. Mm. That makes sense. Dave was like, and you know, this is from a guy who was like so instrumental in the industry because we found out how he touched Hill Rock, he touched Woodenville, he touched Bainbridge. Dude, dude, Dave was like- He's a faceless man, man. Dude, he was in the middle of everything we love. Mm-hmm. Faceless man of Bravos. That's right. We yep. forgot about that. Not Say it again, Bill. Say it again, Bill. Faceless man of Bravos. Faceless yeah, man of Bravos. So and awesome. and and um, you know, I always thought. I mean, I always thought like twelve years was like the sweet spot for bourbon. Yeah. So he's saying eight to ten, huh? Six to ten. Oh, six to ten. Okay. Six to ten. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's probably right. Yeah. Some I heard of my like favorites 12. are six to ten. Yeah. But check this out though. We did, we did have that Elijah Craig 21 year, and I was really amazed at that joint. That yeah. joint was tight. I know people saw the pictures, and that joint was great. <laughs> and it was RIP'd in two days or less. And then we did, I, well, I mean, people didn't see this, but we did have an opportunity to taste an 80 year old bourbon when we were at Bainbridge <laughs> with our guy Keith, who was a distiller there, owner and distiller. Um, I, I have no words to describe it. I mean, I have no words. <laughs> It was yeah, it, it was pretty amazing. Tasted yeah. like a different time, honestly. Yeah. It tasted yeah. like yeah, like a different time. Yeah, but, like, you know. But what amazes me, uh, you know, once I guess once a whiskey bourbon you know, goes into a bottle, it is it's done aging, right? Yep. So, um, but for me, it didn't taste like skunky or woody or you know, it just it wasn't any of that. It was. A regular whiskey, you know. It was, just, it was really smooth. It was really smooth. So I just, I just, that's kind of surprised me. I thought it was, it was taste musky, um, you know. But it, it, it was, it was none of that. It was just a really smooth, um, great tasting bottle. Yeah, it was. and I appreciate Keith uh, sharing that with us. Shout out yeah, Keith no, Bainbridge. Thank you, Bainbridge. Holla. So Delvin, what's what's coming up on season four? Are we trying to get more distillers. Yeah. We're trying to get guests. You know. 
Season four, man, we are going all out. For the Joe Dubars, we're going to have some distillers. Yep. We're going to have some some industry celebrities. And we are also going to have just some regular folk that we that we, that we we chop it up with on Instagram. So y'all get ready. This is going to be a banger of a season. We appreciate y'all going on this journey with us. And in the words of the people's choice, stay black and keep it bright. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.